Welcome back to a Living Nightmare podcast, hosted by me, Amber, and Megan, (laughs) (laughs) where we talk about everything and all things a living nightmare because um, life is a nightmare. Because we can. Because we can. Yeah. Who's going to stop us? Yeah. Literally no one. Yeah. Nobody can stop us. Come and stop us. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I dare you. Actually, don't because we're... Please find me. No. Help, I've been, help, I've been abducted. <laughs> Amber's abducted me. We are not in the desert. We are not, I'm not, I do not have a gun. Here's to a Megan. hint. We're not in Mount Fuji. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Silly. Okay. First, before we start, I want to talk. That we've been gone for like six months because life's been cray cray. Life's been a little silly. Life's been a little goofy. When was the last time we recorded an episode? Like November? December. Um, Nothing really of note happened that, at least for me, that I'm aware of. <laughs> that Checking I'm aware trauma of. blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Until like this last month. So here's the thing. In the beginning of May, we went to a fun little basement show. It was fun. We got pushed around. We got shoved. I mean, my glasses almost got... Oh, no. Amber's glasses almost got broken. My glasses. My shoes got really dirty. But... (laughs) Glasses on the ground. Me screaming. Yes. And that's okay. Because that was the goal. The goal was to be pushed. And screamed. At. (laughs) (laughs) Screamed. At. (laughs) Um, But... Then the end of the month came, and we had a little bit of a fun surprise. I was at work, and I will let Amber tell their part of the story. But I was at work. I was like me and one other person, and it was crazy busy. It was disgusting. It was terrible. It was the worst. It was me and one guy, and we work at a very busy gas station. So it was like, wow, like I was ready to just right then and there. But then I got a text from Amber. And I was like, huh, so. <laughs> wait, what did I send? Oh, wait, wait. So, what did I send you? I look at my watch as I'm dealing with this transaction. We have we have diesel pumps it and we have a whole different system. It's a complicated, stupid system. I'm near already in tears because of what's going on there. My watch buzzes and it says, Amber texted you and it says, yes, that is my car on fire. Yes, it is outside of your quick trip. Yes, I'm fine. And I went. <laughs> huh (laughs) and I was already I'm just a little bit more sensitive around this time of year because it's coming up four years that my home um burnt down and I'm still I'm over it for the most part but I mean whoever is really over losing like their childhood like safe space Mm -hmm. but so Amber sent that to me and I went huh (laughs) and then I went to the office like after everything calmed down and I cried (laughs) (laughs) I called Amber and I cried 
But I will let Amber tell their side of the story. <laughs> yeah, so my living nightmare experience that I can share with you all now. I can laugh about it, even though it was it was not fun at the time. It was not slay. It was not slay at all. It was not period queen slay. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Right before Pride Month, actual hate crime. Actual hate crime. Wow. Anyways, let me set the scene. <laughs> I just got done grocery shopping. I was at Walmart. I jump on the highway to drive home. All is well. I'm listening to probably some slay music. Um, literally imagine how many times we say slay. 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 Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving and I get off the highway. I pull off, off to like the off ramp, you know. And um, so I'm sitting there and I do a little sniff sniff. And I'm like, mm, kind of smells like fireworks. Kind of smells... <laughs> kind of smells like smoke but it was a beautiful day who lit a sparkler in here (laughs) what are we celebrating it's not my birthday yet (laughs) wow yeah so i'm sitting in my car and i smell that and the first thought is uh either someone's lighting off fireworks or someone's having a fire it was like one of the first really nice days in the year here in good old wisconsin and I'm like, all right, perfect. Love it. I hope whoever's having a fire is doing great. And I start driving off. Okay. Everything seems fine. My car's fine. Nothing's bad's happening. So I'm on my way, ironically, to um, <laughs> hand in some forms for my psychiatrist. <laughs> and, um... Suddenly, I noticed there's smoke coming through my air vents because, you know, it's hot. My AC's on and there's a lot of smoke and it started coming really quickly. My first thought was my car's overheating. And I looked down at my little dashboard and it shows nothing is wrong. And I was like, huh, pulled over, did my hood thing so it pops up. And I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta let all this nasty smoke and steam come out. So I get out and then I look and there's fire coming out from <laughs> under my hood. <laughs> your car said oh my god that's literally so fire <laughs> no literally so fire it's so fire oh my god <laughs> the music was too good i just had too good of music i guess and my fit was fire <laughs> so i freaked out ran back and forth grabbed my essentials that i needed out of my car and i ran so fast to a trailer park family that was across the road so the police come, uh, the fire department come, my car literally engulfs in flames. And I mean, from front to back, it blows up. And when I mean blows up, I mean, it actually blows up. I'm not being dramatic. I mean, literally parts of my car were halfway down the road. Literally <laughs> I watched that thing burst into flames. I was shook. It was a lot. It was traumatizing. Not going to lie. And um, it was terrifying and deeply upsetting. Anyways, that was my experience. Luckily, I can laugh about it now. It sucked. All of it sucked from beginning to end. Dealing with insurance, dealing with everything, getting a new car. I finally got a new car. I'm still getting used to it. But I like it. It's happening. Anyways, let's move on. We have two emails that people sent in, and I am extremely, extremely thankful to these beautiful humans. Megan, me and you are just going to jump back and forth. Yeah. All right. So, let's see. 
So we're just going to give them an alias and call them by they, them, because I don't know. They don't say in here if they would like to be announced. But this is our best friend, Jordan. This is one of his friends from Stout. Um, they titled the old, they titled it the old man and the raven cane. And we're going to call them B because we can. Per. So. It starts with, I had just finished my freshman year of college and had moved back to my parents' house for the summer. They were nice enough to be around, but I needed to get out of the house and make money to cover next year's college tuition. I applied to a retirement home that my godfather lived in. It was about 15-minute drive from my parents' house. I got the job almost immediately as the retirement home was understaffed. They hired mostly nursing students who went to the college in my hometown, and most of them had graduated, gotten jobs, and moved somewhere else, or so I had been told. My first few days went better than expected. I was still training, so one of the workers who was there was had been there a bit longer than me, took me around and showed me the ropes of the job. The atmosphere didn't feel off or anything. Everything was decorated like a Midwestern grandparent's house, complete with an old radio in the lobby made out of a deep brown red mahogany. The staff working at the retirement home were all lovely, a little tired due to the home being short-staffed, but everyone was pleasant and were very helpful as I was adjusting. The residents were mostly sweet, but you could tell many of them didn't really care about changing with the more modern era, falling back on the olden days, technology from their youth, and talking about the strange trends that their grandkids were into. All in all, it was nice to get to know the residents and help them with their daily tasks, laundry, taking medication, and helping them manage their symptoms. Eventually, it was time for my first night shift. Since it was nighttime and residents would be sleeping, it was going to be just me on the retirement home wing. My coworker Cindy on the dementia ward wing. Cindy assured me that she would have her pager on her and to call her if anything went wrong or I had an urgent question, I could just run over and ask her. And before any of you little heathens say anything, that's a name change. So leave this person alone. <laughs> <laughs> this place can get a little spooky at night, so don't worry. But so don't worry. But feel free to come get me if something seems off. All of the doors lock, and we aren't expecting any deliveries until tomorrow. So you should be all right. She told me. Red flag already. Yeah. <laughs> to mention before. Yeah. What is, is this? What spooky. is this? The beginning of Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh. Uh, the animatronics do, do get, get a, a bit, bit quirky, quirky at night. night. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm so excited for that movie. Not Scott Cawthon though. He can go away. <laughs> Thanks, Cindy. I'm looking forward to the peace and quiet, I said. Ironic. Cindy stopped and paused for a second, shifting her weight and looked a little comfortable for a split second. Then she laughed quietly and said, well, it's not always quiet here at night, but the rain coming tonight might lull everyone to sleep. Cool. <laughs> I thought this was a little odd, but chalked it up to lack of sleep on both of our ends. I just hoped no one would get spooked by the storm and would slip and fall during the night. I did my rounds and got all the residents ready for bed as the storm rolled in. No one seemed to be bothered by it. A few of the ladies would come and tell me stories about them comforting their children during storms or rushing to get all the chickens into the coop before the big summer storm in 1944 came. After everyone was in bed, I sat in the office and started to fill out more paperwork for the day. Oh boy. Sorry, this is more reading than I thought I was going to do. Got to moisten my lips. <laughs> The office that the staff used was facing opposite the lobby where there was a little sitting area guests or residents could sit down in. It was very old-timey, seeming to be a French 1920s style with a rich faded green fabric upholstering it and a dark, deep amber-colored wood logs. There was a vase of brightly colored flowers sitting on the table and I would glance at them out the corner of my eyes since they seemed a little out of place, sitting in a room with antiques in the faint light. Whatever, I thought to myself. This night is going to be a, one, a long one anyway, and I kept working on my paperwork while keeping an eye on my pager, and just in case any of the residents or Cindy might need me for something. 
The thunderstorm continued to get heavier and heavier as thick sheets of rain poured down and threw themselves against the wall and the windows of the retirement home. I'm not usually scared of storms or anything like that, but I was already a little on edge when the old radio turned on. I jumped as an old Benny Goodman song from his big band echoed into the empty, dimly lit room. I poked my head out of the door, but nothing. I walked over to turn off the radio and on the off chance, offhand chance it would wake someone. No one was there. I turned the dial of the radio and it turns off with a satisfying click and a fizz. Okay, it's an old radio and we're in the middle of a bad thunderstorm. Things might go a little haywire. I slink back to the office carefully, looking around to make sure I didn't miss a resident who might have come out of their room to get me or who might have turned on the radio. I go back to my paperwork, forgetting all about the radio and concentrating on my task at hand. Around 1am, something in the lobby catches my eye where I expect to look over and see a fallen flower or a leaf. I see a happy old man. We make eye contact as he straightens up and smiles at me. He was quite dapperly dressed, wearing a pressed white shirt, suspenders, soft brown slacks, and a little bow tie. He had a cane with a crow or a raven's head sculpture for the handle, which wasn't unusual since most of the residents here had canes, walkers, or wheelchairs they used to get around. I had just met all of the residents, and a few days ago I was still getting to know everyone, so even though I didn't recognize this man immediately, I thought I would once I went over to talk to him. It also occurred to me he might be confused as he was fully dressed in the early hours of the morning, or he might have a family emergency he had come to pick up and pick up a relative for. Even though the doors were locked, I hadn't, but I hadn't thought that far ahead yet. Still making eye contact, I walked over to the couch where he was sitting. The radio was softly playing an old Lawrence Welk song. Strange, I thought as I didn't remember it turning on, but I had more pressing matters at hand as I was walking towards the gentleman. I don't think I can explain it, but I felt peaceful around him like his mere presence was a comfort. It might have been his gentle eyes or the soft smile he returned to me as I was approaching him. I was about six feet away from him, enough space to see the wrinkles on his face, the detailing on his cane with the raven head, and the smell of the sweet scent of what I thought similar to nutmeg and fallen leaves when the thunder cracked above us shaking the whole building. There was no indication of what happened next. A brilliant flash of lightning illuminated him from behind and I saw the whole world in silhouette for just a brief instance. The radio was off and the only sound was that of a ticking old grandfather clock. The room was faintly lit and now the room only smelled of old carpet and mothballs and the man who sat there before me was gone. I blinked rapidly, but there was no trace of him except for the cane with the raven's head. I ran to the dementia ward to get my co-worker Cindy. Ah, one second, B. Cindy called from the room from around the corner. I just need to finish this med count. She came out in my expression, and her expression gave me away. Do you need help with one of the residents? She asked. I felt my mouth dry up. No, I said slowly. I do have one question, though. Have any of the residents lost a cane? I found a fancy one with a raven's head. Oh, you saw him? She said, seeming to relax. Him? Him who? I asked, cocking my head to the side. Cindy sighed, shifting her weight again and looked at me squarely in the face. Now, I'm not sure what your beliefs are, but this place is definitely haunted. Things happen here both at night and during the day that we just can't explain. My best guess is some of the residents who pass might not know they are dead yet and just keep going about their normal routine. Oh, I responded, not, still not sure what to make of the situation. The gentleman with the cane is friendly. I see glimpses of him from time to time on late nights. It's nothing to worry about, she said, very matter of fact. I thanked her and headed back to my wing, and when I got there, the cane was gone and the storm had died down. The radio was still, and the only sounds I heard were the ticking of the old grandfather clock and a faint tip-tip-tap of the rain on the window. Unlike Cindy, for the rest of my time there, I never did see that old man again, though sometimes I would swear I smelled the familiar scent of nutmeg and fallen leaves. I suppose all ghost and 
encounters can't be horrific tales of doom. Sometimes it's just a gentle old person with good taste in canes. I'm still not sure if any of it meant anything or if it was just a random encounter. Whatever the case, I hope he is able to find rest, whatever that may look like. Wow. Wait, that was so... I mean, I guess... I don't know. My first thought is it was just sweet. Yeah. I love a good, innocent, just little spooky haunting tale. Yeah. I love it. Although, I... I'm going to be honest, I've we've talked about it before. It's for me, it's always been I <laughs> don't want to believe, but I have to because I've been shown and I have never ever seen anything until I've met Amber <laughs> and it is never knock on wood for me personally. I know Amber's one of those bitches that's like, "Please, I want to have another encounter." No. <laughs> no. Amber can have that encounter and that will be fine. I'm okay. <laughs> it gets boring living in a non-haunted building when you lived in haunted buildings your entire life. That's okay by me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're valid. You're valid. But that's sweet though. You are you are right. That is sweet. That it, it just seemed like he was like an old man that was like, mm, Hi. <laughs> hi. Anyway, he was just living. Bye. I mean, I guess not. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was just existing in his own way, in his moment. Also, I love, I love the cane. I also the way the person wrote, B correct, mm-hmm. B phenomenal <laughs> story, like storytelling. God, literally, I was in the moment with them. I felt like I was reading a novel and I was invested. <laughs> I loved it. It was very good. It was difficult for me to read because I'm pretty sure I have dyslexia. (laughs) You're in the perfect place. I often read numbers backwards at work, so. (laughs) Don't worry. I struggle to read too. It's okay. The next entry is by my sister. I'm so, so excited to hear all of her tales. Uh, She sent quite a few in. Uh, We'll see if we'll get through all of them today. Uh, if we don't, then tune in for the next episode. How many stories does she have in there? Um, 16. 16? Good lord. Yep. Maybe we do like two, maybe three stories depending on time. Okay. And then we just dedicate a whole episode to her the next time. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. To the, the dedication to have to sit down and write 16 stories. And these are like some good length stories like... Mm-hmm. She's got some good, like, I haven't even, like, read through it yet, but I've met Kayla a couple times. She's super cool. I love her. <laughs> um, and I know that she put a lot of good work into this, so yes, we I'm just have to dedicate an episode to her. Real. I am so excited to read into these, and I'm so thankful that she sent them in. And if any other of my family members are listening to this right now, don't be afraid to literally send them in. I literally any experience. <laughs> I don't care if we already talked about it. Please. <coughs> James. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if James listens to this. Oh, my God. If, if James isn't listening to this, James, start listening right now. Manifest. <laughs> Donna. Donna, I know you're listening. <laughs> if Donna's not listening, I'll be... No. If I told Donna, Donna would listen. You need to tell Donna. Donna's going to listen. Mm-hmm. Donna, if you're listening to this, I know James has those tales. I need them. <laughs> I need them. Bring him here. James, I need you to bring your stories back. I don't know if I'm going to be there for 4th of July. Exactly. 
my our phenomenal storyteller who yeah. else could read man door car hook man i don't even know better man hook car door, door. hand yeah <laughs> period <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyways starting kayla's entry she said excuse me she said yo this is one of amber's sisters and her pronouns are she her and they them she said, thanks for hosting this killer pod. It gave me an excuse to write down some of my spooky experiences. I have a lot. A lot of them are just odd experiences. Some are super brief. Some are haunted. I'm going to try really hard to put these down in chronological order. Feel free to split these up amongst m- multiple episodes or go for it all at once. Better yet, have me on sometime and I'll try to dive a little deeper. Absolutely. 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 It's oh no, I guess we just have to go visit Kayla now and then just have to do an episode with her. Gosh darn. Oh shucks. Shucks. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, it's gonna happen. Okay. She said, I'm a pretty logical person, but still very open minded. I've had plenty of strange experiences, but I always try to look at things from all angles rather than let my nerves get the best of me. Some shit freaks me out, don't get me wrong, but a lot of things have a reason behind them. Regardless, it's spooky, good, fun. Okay, some of this is not paranormal, but it stuck with me. So, haunted? Question mark? You decide. I tried to leave names out. Hopefully, it will still make sense. I'm sure it will. Okay. Some of my earliest little kiddo memories are reoccurring dreams slash nightmares I would have. Mind you, my little self was subjected to a fair bit of trauma. So were these dreams just stress brought to life? Probably. Number one, the Raisin Man. (laughs) Starting strong. Do you know about the Raisin Man? Yes, I know about the Raisin Man. Cool. Okay. Can't wait to hear about the Raisin Man. Okay, so I had this reoccurring dream about being stolen from our living room by a wrinkled dark brown slash black creature. My parents and I would be just hanging out in our living room. We used to have a dark blue, very 90s couch with colored specks in the fabric. It was the type that you could pull a lever and recline like a reclining chair. Before the house was remodeled, the couch sat along the wall in the living room, facing our dining room, which had a door to our kitchen, which had an entry door from our garage and the outside. The TV was in the corner very near the dining room. Picture it, sweet. So we're on the couch facing the TV. Mom and dad are just zoning out and focusing on the TV. I, for whatever reason, am always on the recycled footrest upside down with my head on the floor. Does that make sense? Like, I imagine a little kid hanging off the end of a recliner when the footrest is up, balancing on their head. I would get this feeling that the Raisin Man was coming. I knew it. I'll expand on this a little more in another story. Anyway... The dream started the same every time, and as soon as I recognized the situation, I knew the Raisin Man was going to come around the corner from the kitchen, where I assume he had come in from outside through the garage. More on that later, too. I'd be just absolutely freaking out. Unable to move from my awkward position on the couch, Mom and Dad were completely oblivious and made zero effort to help me. Then, next thing you know... Right on cue, Raisin Man comes scrambling around the corner into the living room and drags me off the couch. Scrambling? Yes, but scrambling. Like, when when somebody says scrambling, I imagine like all fours like... Um, probably rushing. No. Tripping over themselves. <laughs> what is this? Like the... Zo- like the, What is it? Call, Call of Duty, Duty zombies. zombies. Yes. With like <laughs> crawling on all fours like... 
<laughs> okay. I don't remember much beyond that. Just that he got me. Maybe that was the end of the dream. It happened that way every time. I feel like I need to expand on what this raisin man looked like. Back in the day, there was a PC game that came standard on like every desktop computer called Ski Free. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Best 90s jump scare game ever. <laughs> okay, so there was this Yeti that would pop out from the tree and eat your little ski character. The idea was to avoid him, obviously, and get to the bottom of the hill. Our older sister and I played it a lot. The Raisin Man was the Yeti personified. Darker in color, pretty small, like maybe the size of a toddler, or maybe even smaller than, I guess, I was a toddler, and it was smaller than me. But regardless, definitely capable of dragging away a little kid. Fun memories. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sent in a picture. Would you like to see? Yes. No, I'd be terrified of that, too. I would, too. If you guys haven't, um, you guys should, while you're listening to this, go to Safari, Google, uh, whatever you use, um, Firefox, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) and look up Ski Free Yeti, and you will find an image of what this looked like. And, yeah, I'm not going to lie. If I was, how old was she during this? She just said she was a toddler age. I was a baby like emotionally about literally everything so this i totally get it because this would have probably scarred me as a child growing up i mean what was it who was it it was the guy from um saw Mm. he wasn't even scary and he scarred me (laughs) i would see the like a picture of him and i'd be i'd be done for the night (laughs) i'd be crying for the rest of the night nothing could console me literally nothing oh Megan. So if I had saw that, I'd probably also be just as inconsolable. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that is um, it for the first story about the Raisin Man. I do remember her telling me about that, and it is deeply upsetting. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I've had, I should talk about it sometime. I've had, have you ever had reoccurring dreams? Yes. I used to have a very specific one where I was a fairy. And, like, I had wings. And for, like, the first part of the dream, I could always fly. And I would be in, like, this, like, mystical, think, like, Barbie world. Like, type of, like, mushroom houses with, like, flower, with, like, flower roofs and, like, this and that. But for some reason, every single time, and this, I remember this dream very vividly because it used to, like, happen constantly. I would suddenly be unable to fly. My house would be by a waterfall that I would be trapped by. I could not get... I could not get away from, like, this river that my house was on, so I was stuck in my house and someone would start chasing me. And then I would always, every single time, I would never be able to fly away. I would try to jump off of my, like, deck and it would never happen. And I would be chased to a room full of cages until I got, like, stuck in a cage and then he would come for me and before he could get me, I would wake up every single time. Oh. It would Mm. be, like what felt like an hour of being chased around a house and then getting trapped in a room full of cages and then being trapped in a cage and then every single time right before he got me so it was like the adrenaline was like the highest as i would wake up it was the most terrible reoccurring dream (laughs) i hate that i hate that i hate the feeling of being chased oh it makes me cringe exactly oh i used to have reoccurring dreams of being kidnapped and I mean, like, when I mean reoccurring, not, they wouldn't be the exact same every time, but 
I would know exactly in the scenario. Like, I could be dreaming about anything and then the entire mood would change and I immediately would, like, recognize one person and I would know immediately in the dream. I would, one, recognize that I'm dreaming and then, two, recognize I was about to be kidnapped by this person. Mm -hmm. And it happened so... Like, I probably had that kind of dream, like, 50 times in a row. No exaggeration. Mm -hmm. There was one point in a week where I barely got any sleep and I was in like elementary school. I was terrified and every single night I would wake up at the same exact time after having one of those dreams, after recognizing I was getting kidnapped and then being kidnapped in this dream and waking up frantically from this nightmare, I would run down to my mom's and it was like 3 a.m. every single time, 3 Mm a.m. And she would console me. That's the witching hour. True. 3 a.m. to 3.30. That's the witching hour. That is so upsetting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I would wake up, go to my mom, she'd console me, and then I remember every single time I'd go and lay down in our living room and watch Everybody Hates Chris, because that was like the only (laughs) show on at the time at three in the morning, and I'd watch that until like 6 a.m. and then get ready for school and then go to school and pretend that I was not sleep deprived and incredibly anxious and terrified (laughs) that I was going to get kidnapped. (laughs) You know, I will say though that all not all reoccurring dreams are bad because when I was younger, I did have that dream for a long time, but I also had a reoccurring dream where if I ever listened to Carrie Underwood, American Girl, like like all American Girl, mm. or just something or not who I, I don't know, some country star Carrie Underwood and I had a dream. It started every single time with I would hear um like American Girl and then I would go Somebody would be like, oh my God, I love your singing voice. It's so good. And then they would give me like this American flag dress. <laughs> they would put me on stage and then they would start playing American Girl and I would sing just like Carrie Underwood. Yes. <laughs> and then I woke up every time before I could like really get a taste of my stardom. But I love that for you. I think it's destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah (laughs) moving on okay um okay let's do one more of her stories and then we can end it Mm -hmm. on that okay so number two second story is called the garage door so as i mentioned in the raisin man story our house was laid out in such a way that our primary entrance was through our garage sorry continue (laughs) We had a front door, but almost never used it because it just opened to the front yard. Why are farmhouses like that? (laughs) Oh, for real. Anyways. What are you going to do when you have to go outside and pick the weeds from the (laughs) garden? Where are you going to go? The side door? Through the garage door. Through the garage door? You use the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. You could come into the garage from our driveway or get out of the car in the garage and walk into the house through the garage entry door. It opened to our laundry room slash back room slash playroom. Immediately to the right was our kitchen. If you sat at the last stool at the kitchen island, you would be right next to the door. You could open it without getting up from your seat. This door scared the shit out of me. I have no idea why. It was just bad vibes. Was this before you renovated? Yes, it was. Okay, continue. Yep. In real life, you honestly couldn't even sit at the last island stool because my dad piled his paperwork and all the mail or whatever at the end of the island counter against the wall. 
I remember that. That is true. Facts. Anyways, however, I would have yet another reoccurring dream about being snatched from that seat. This dream... <laughs> What's so funny, Megan? <laughs> being snatched. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're valid. Kayla, you're valid. I know you're listening. <laughs> okay. This dream was not quite like the Raisin Man dreams. I don't remember consciously recognizing this is a snatch dream, but it always happened the same way. I'd be sitting at the last stool. My mom and our oldest sister would be on the other side of the island doing kitchen stuff. Very quickly and without warning, the entry door would open and I'd be pulled from the stool. My brain wants to say that whatever was taking me was a big ass clown. I honestly don't remember if that's what I was actually seeing or if my brain was just placing something spooky to fill in the gaps. That's all there was it though. There and then gone. End of dream. Up until our house was remodeled. The entry door freaked me out. If I was home alone or it was dark, I would run past if I had to go by. The door had a window so you could see whoever was on the other side. Maybe this is why it creeped me out so much. Felt like someone was just going to be there all of a sudden. Anyways, bad vibes. So what's up with these reoccurring dreams? I was being assaulted by a family member from age question mark to like seven or eight years old. Stressful stuff for a little kiddo. I obviously felt that I couldn't say anything about what was happening. Maybe my brain translated that to you aren't safe because I wasn't. After a while, the dream stopped. Probably when the assault stopped. Trauma is haunted, y'all. And that was the end of that one. Stuff like that. So not to be like that guy, but I went, I've been going to school for early childhood education and I have done a lot of research on stuff like that because I also had a bit of a traumatic upbringing and that's not at all come trying to compare to like literally anything because that kind of thing is so hard and difficult to deal with as a child when our brains like early childhood is anywhere from newborn to eight years old and your brain is growing and adjusting so rapidly that a lot of times when traumatic stuff like that happens your brain being as little as it is and it just not understanding and knowing or having the knowledge of how to handle that if you don't have special accommodations to help handle that in which I'm assuming like I don't want to assume but I'm assuming that Nobody knew that this entire time that was happening and then having to deal with that by yourself as a child, your brain's going to like make all those reoccurring dreams and that's so stressful. That's so stressful for a child and that's, that's scary. It makes me sad, but I'm glad that she's where she's at now. But anyway, mm-hmm. maybe that is where it came from. I mean, I honestly would think that's, that would be the most logical thing in my head. Mm-hmm. I will say your house was terrifying, even like after the remodel. I've never seen your house, obviously, before the remodel because we didn't know each other until high Mm -hmm. school. And even then, we didn't even talk to each other until after high school Mm -hmm. because Jordan introduced us. But even then, I always thought your house was terrifying. I would always be running up those stairs for my life like someone was coming to get me. And I'd always like kind of hug the corner coming around the corner like to your room because mm mm-mm. I was terrified that one girl was going to be there mm-hmm. by the phone. She was always there. My little Native American queen. No face. <laughs> um, on a random note, you know what? If, we, if you really want to end it lightheartedly, I do remember there was one time that I was going downstairs and I was terrified because I thought I saw something in the window. And I was like, 
oh my god I was like what is that it was literally dark I had to pee I was like no there's no way I always look out that window thinking like maybe something will be there like and I have to be ready and the one time I looked out there I saw something and I was like no no please don't do this to me like I really didn't want to see something I was just trying to be prepared turns out it was just a raccoon it was literally just a raccoon going in your bird feeder and I was like (laughs) oh my god a raccoon hi Why'd you never tell me about this? I did. I've told you like twice. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I have dementia. Clearly. (laughs) Okay. Let's end it. Okay. I want to say thank you to B for sending in their story. It was very good. And I really appreciate it. And if they by chance listen to this, I hope they send in another if they have one. Um, But it was great. So thank you. And then thank you to my sister, I really, really appreciate her and for sending these in. And I'm really looking forward to reading the next ones. I haven't read So you ahead. don't love her? I love her so much it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to go to the doctor? Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I can't pay your bill. <laughs> I can't either. Oh. Fuck the American system. <laughs> um, yeah, so... We'll leave it at that. Expect the next episode. We'll be reading even more of her stories. The next episode's just going to be dedicated to Kayla. Honestly, true. And if anything else spooky happens... Oh, I'm looking at all of it. No, never mind. It's just going to be dedicated to her. Also, I want to say really quickly, thank you to my sister for being open and vulnerable and sharing these experiences and just opening up about even some really hard and traumatic stuff. I really appreciate that she is opening up about it and I'm proud of her for doing that because it's not an easy thing. I agree. I am very, I'm very happy that it seems like she feels healed enough to be able to talk about that and that's a really hard thing to talk about Mm -hmm. and if you've never had to deal with it, I will say you are already a lucky person in the world Mm -hmm. because it is such a rampant, unfortunate thing that happens. And I'm very happy that she felt good enough to share that with us. Mm -hmm. Yes. So shout out to her. Thank you. Love you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We really, 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 really appreciate it. And you can send in your own spooky, scary tales. They can be true crime. Um, paranormal haunted cryptid i do not care if it freaked you out i want to hear about it for example an episode that i want to do that amber was like um i don't know if we want to do is about the air force base because i'm scared Uh, what are they gonna do this is public knowledge literally anyone can look this up they could be mad i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i i want to talk about it because it's an interesting thing just to give you a little taste of what's to come an event an episode eventually it, it's about an abandoned air force base that was turned into homes but underground there's radioactive material they haven't cleaned up dun 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 just and kidding this is real about, life and people are being yes. affected and i actually feel bad for doing that yes. so i take it back right now because- it's okay because here's the thing like yes people are being affected but what's more important is that nothing's being done about it they're talking, it's an, it's a quote unquote active waste site that people live on top of. So mm-hmm. it's crazy and it's weird. So if you have something that's even like that, send it in, mm-hmm. send it in to, we have an Instagram, right? Nope. No, we don't have an Instagram. I'm going to make one. Amber's going to make an Instagram. I'm going to make an Instagram and then I will announce it. 
on yes. the next episode because I probably should. That's probably why people don't know about us because I just, you I don't. crazy I, I don't promote us at all. <laughs> so anyway, send it to a living nightmare podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is a living nightmare podcast at gmail.com. Please send these things to us. We want to hear it. We want to hear you. We want to hear anything. Please. We love, like, I, I would love to not have to worry that we're not going to have enough content. I want there to be enough content. Exactly. I want to be there in overabundance. And I think we'll get there one day. Yes. One day. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that point. But until then, we need you to send in content. So we have stuff to talk about. So please do. We will get you in the next episode. Thank you again for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Have a good day. Yeah, you better. If you don't, I'll find you. Yeah. We'll make you have a good day. Yeah. Drink water. Stay hydrated. At least a little water. No, a lot of water. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. (laughs)